This is a Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Nearly forgot what I was saying there, gentlemen. It's been a while. We've had a winter <laughs> break. Eh? There we go. Oh, the rust. Exactly. Already, already to go again for the festive season. Much has been, much has been happening. Well, much has been happening on the pitch for Dundee and off the pitch for St. Johnston. Not a lot happening with Dundee United, but we'll come to them. They're still in. Uh, they're still waiting to get going again. But I think we better start with. With St. Johnson, I think, Jim, because Ooh. it's, yeah, well, were you surprised with that one, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are being sold and all, you know, 40 Do years you say ago, you know, that, you know, are you going to give me that one? Okay, so, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, Jim, it's, uh, your column did very, not that your column doesn't do, doesn't do well all the time, but your your column numbers were, were very, very good for that uh, one you did on Saints a week or so mm. ago, and it's a, it's an intriguing subject matter now, isn't it, just... I mean, they've not gone yet, the Browns, but they've said that they're uh, they're putting the club up for sale, which is which is different to Jeff always saying to us, "Oh, it's always been for sale." You know, he had no he had no reason to to go as far as he did with the statement on the back of uh, Steve announcing that he was stepped down as chairman, which is was was no great surprise to anybody really, or any of us that kind of know the the way he's been thinking in the last couple of years. But the fact that, that Jeff has said, you know, publicly, the club is for sale. And I thought it was significant, the fact that he went into detail about the proceeds for the, the community trust. I think that, that gives it a bit more uh, significance than just flying a kite, doesn't it? Are you of a similar mind, Jim? Yeah, I, th- I think so, Eric. I mean, I had, um, you know, I'm not telling any tales at school. I had, a, you know, when when you guys kind of broke the story, his shares were up for sale. I gave him a bell because, I, I, you know, I've been fortunate. I've always had a good relationship with Jeff. He's, you know, he, he pretty much he tells it straight. He tells it like it is. And um, and you know, there's no one even yet. You know, I mean, the, you know, he hasn't been the chairman for a long, long time. His son Stevie has been, but even yet, there's no one knows what goes on in the corridors of power and running about Scottish football better than Jeff Brown. You know, you know, he's got his finger on the pulse um, very much. But in terms of St. Johnston, I mean, I read, I, I read your piece um, that you did with Kieran Maguire, the, the kind of, the, 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 you know, the, the Another guy that knows his stuff. Part. He knows his stuff, Kieran. you know, follow him regularly uh, on Twitter. And, um, I mean that, that that chart with Jeff was was quite illuminating. I mean he he, he was he was you know he, he was quite keen on I think nailing a couple of things. One that he thought that there was probably no one in the local area that had the money in a, in a modern age with the kind of two things you know with the kind of support base that St Johnson have, have got and what you're drawn off. I mean you know, traditionally Saints are drawn off a Perth with a population of what forty five thousand a greater a greater Perth if you want to put it like that Perth and Ross the traditional areas that they would have drawn from you know the Blairs and all the rest of that give or take a hundred thousand people and the modern age paying the kind of bigish way not that Saints pay massive wages but they pay very good wages you know um and to sustain that I think that population base somebody to come in and invest and all the rest of it I think is asking a lot um. And he 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 himself kind of talked that day about the number of American owners uh, in the Scottish game. Well, you've got two in Dundee for starters. You've got Hibs with Ron Gordon. You've got Aberdeen where you know some Dubai. I know he's an Aberdonian, but Dave Cormack is basically Americanized. He's been in the states for for uh, goodness knows how many years now. You know, so you bring so Robert Thompson up. said on on Twitter yeah. the other day, Jim. Sorry to come in, but uh, it reminds me of Ur Willie's American uncle who comes back for a visit. <laughs> I was, well, that's, uh, and he's got uh, all the patter. Uh, big, big Bob Sharp that way. And it's a very good analogy, isn't it? Let's be <laughs> honest, you know. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, I mean, I think that, that, that that's the thing. I mean, Jeff was kind of, you know, I said to him, do you, do you reckon American interest? And he, and he said, yeah, that, absolutely. You know, that, that's one area it could uh, the club could end up in the hands of. But, I mean, that, that's all speculation. But I, Jeff's too long in the tooth, I think, to have simply flown a kite. Um, I mean, I, th- I suspect either there's someone who has been sniffing about that there's been some, in fact, I'm pretty sure there is, you know, from, from uh, conversations, if I know just with him, but away in, uh, you know, in the past as well. I'm pretty sure there'll be people sniffing about because Saints are a good buy, as I said in the column. I mean, and, and I think, you know, I'm glad to hear the column's done well, given that the editor's here, you know, but I mean, uh, if the column's done well, I suspect it's not just with Saints fans. I think there's there's a great deal of interest in how St. Johnson have been run. I mean, you look at the two Dundee clubs, I mean, at various times they've been basket cases, you know, and so a lot of Dundonians, I think, a lot of United and Dundee fans will look at Saints with grudging admiration. They may be rivals, but grudging admiration, you know, a, a, a real kind of sense of stability, um, about the club, a well-run club, a well-administered club, and a club that actually stands on its own two feet and brings money in and doesn't, you know, doesn't throw it down the stank. I mean, they bring money in, whether it's from, you know, doing funerals from the, the crematoriums or, or, or the lottery or, or whatever. They're just a well-run club, you know, and I think a lot of people are very appreciative of it, particularly the job that Jeff Brown has done, but Stevie as well, to be fair, because he picked up the mantle. It was 11 years he, he, he was the chairman, you know. So I think, generally speaking, um, it's about to be, well, we suspect the ending of an era, if he does sell. Um, and if, if there's a club to be sold in Scottish football, probably outside of Celtic, I'd have thought Saints are as good a buy as anyone because they've got money in the bank. Um, they're they're a, a well-run club, a well-administered club. Um, they make money. Um they've got their own ground. I know we might have a wee tickle at whether, you know, whether a possible move might be on the cards or not uh, during the podcast. But I mean, by and large, it's hard to see what's not to like about investment in the club. Uh, but, you know, I, I could have thought of some usual suspects a few years back who might have bought them locally. I, I don't think that's the case now. So I think ownership comes from out with Perth and probably uh, potentially out with Scotland. Oh, well, Sean, Jim touched on something there that, I, that from speaking to, to Kieran Maguire was the big takeaway I, I got from it because I, I put it, I, I had, I don't know, it's just because I'm thinking Dundee, Dundee United, these these older established clubs that have hark back to to their, their best days, frankly, are, are in the dim and distant, particularly Dundee United, you're talking 70s and 80s, you think of you think of uh, and and I suppose when you look at down south with like say Newcastle being taken over, you you think of clubs owners wanting to like restore fallen giants. You know what I mean? Get think of this, and I, and I'm, I'm I bet you <laughs> the sales pitch that Mark Ogren was sold was oh you know the the nineteen eighties that you know the, the Europe look look oh, the, the, the Europe. Like, yeah. look, oh yeah. they were they were what they were European Cup semi final the European. You know, let's get back to these. You know, we can we can tap into that type thing. But Keir Maguire, he was very much of the opinion that he says, "Oh no, 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 no." There's there's owners out there that will very much like the fact that this club just makes money. It knows how to run itself. You can basically be you can be a I was going to say a trophy owner, not 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 in terms of getting trophies, but just being an owner of a football club that you don't have to get knee deep in the muck and absolutely firefight and sort things out that was my big takeaway from from the piece yeah yeah i mean i can i, I don't know why it surprised me but it did <laughs> it probably should when, have. You, when you can 
when you when you lay out the logic like that, you can see it. But then I think one of the other things that Kieran Maguire said, or one of the things that I took away from it, is that one of the big factors that what was it he said? He said there are four reasons for someone to yeah. come in and buy a football club, isn't it? What was it? You'll remember better the specifics of that than me. What were the four reasons? It was vanity, insanity, love, and what was the fourth one? Oh, I'll find that one out. Well, oh, anyway, that was that was. Three. Well, vanity and sanity. Are, are, they were very linked. I think I don't, they're, they're good, but I wonder if it's like ego or something like that would be the other one or something connected to that. Um, because I can see the attraction of of restoring profit. Profit was uh, the other one. Profit, right? Okay, well there you go. Um, but I, I can see the attraction in a romantic sense to a buyer of 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 who wants to buy a football club for for romantic reasons of coming in and restoring, you know, a, 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 a sort of club who's in, it's in a state of and maybe... And Ogre, Ogre must maybe, have maybe thought a wee that bit. in the first leg of the European tie. He must have thought, this sure. is it, this yeah. is it, this is Absolutely. what it, yeah. yeah, there'll, there'll be that, the, the attraction of restoring... A club that might might seem like it's in a state of sort of... A kind of faded sort of grandeur, if you like, of, of, of and restoring it back to what it was. And and I can see the the romance in that, and and you know you'd be considered a hero by uh, club supporters and just by the station all hotel that stuff and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So there's that with St Johnston. I think that 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 element of romance probably isn't immediately apparent, um, because they have, they, as you say, they haven't had a sort of historic golden era. If you like, there was a there was a spell, obviously, in the in the early seventies. Um, where they did very well, late sixties, early seventies, where, where where they had a good run uh, under Willie Ormond, if you like, and played in Europe and beat Hamburg and all that. And that was when I was growing up in the sort of. I said, well, actually, I suppose there was a secondary kind of golden period when, when just after Jeff Brown took over, and then kind of McDermott Park came along and and, and all that stuff, and and that was an exciting time as well. But um, certainly by the time the initial sort of glow of that had waned, and the the kind of the mid nineties, if you like, um, the the golden era still kind of felt very much like oh, it was it was the it was the late sixties, early seventies. So I think St Johnston over the last sort of ten years, I mean, even longer than that, probably you could stretch back now. But I mean, this 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 is the golden era of St Johnston. So there's not there's not the opportunity to restore anything because this is this is really as good as it's ever been. Um, so in that sense, it, it's less of a romantic attraction. And there, there is an element of challenge there, isn't there? Because you you have to match something that's, uh, yeah, that's been yeah, yeah. unprecedented. I, you, you know, I I would I wouldn't kind of. I mean, I think hard-headed business, but it depends on what you've got to spare, and it depends on what you've got to lose, as opposed. But Saints are a club that make profit, but. You know, as we've said, but I think sometimes we forget if we are talking about the potential for American ownership and bear in mind what we've got here, you know, the numbers that we've got um, um, of American owners already, certainly Hibs, United, Dundee, Dave Cormack with that, that connection. Um, we sometimes forget, we talk quite glibly often about well, the, the Irish contingent in America. There are between 20 and 25 million Scots of Scots descent in America. You know, I mean, it's kind of 8 9% the population. I mean, so who knows how, how deep how deep that goes? I mean, the Scottish have tended to be, uh, probably tended to fit, you know, fit much more widely uh, into American society early on, I think, than the Irish, who tended to be a bit a bit clannish and all the rest of it, you know? Um, no, there's much between the Scots and the Irish anyhow, you know? But, I mean, you, you never know. There might just be the potential there for somebody who... who just almost a does reformation, it, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, 
Walasha, yeah. We're Southern Walasha. Well, on that, you know, on that subject, you're, talk, you're talking about, you're talking about um, Mark Ogren and buying in and why you think he bought in. And that kind of crossed my mind when I, when I, when I was next well, to him at Mass a few you, Sundays ago. He, pews, he, yes. he, he might well have bought in because that, that Irish, uh, Irish Dundee Hibernian connection, you know. Yeah. Who knows, there might be something like that with, with, with Saints, you know, when it comes to buying it. But I mean, the, the other point that Jeff made, it was a really good one, is it's so much easier to get into European football um, in Scotland than it is south of the border. I mean, if you think of the massive clubs, I mean, I'm talking about support-wise and money-wise, you know, south of the border, take the championship, there's huge clubs there, but the clubs in the English uh, Premier League that will never, ever get near Europe, but they're, they're, they're massive clubs. But in Scotland, it's actually pretty easy to do it, you know, and and if you get a, you get a decent wee run, you can make... Um, decent money from it as well, and 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 that all kind of you know th- that's the sort of thing that when you get into the thing about e- not just profit but ego and all the rest of it, you oh, know, it plays you, into you the whole football club. It feeds you, into you the whole take, thing. You, yeah, you you go to Prague or you go to Turkey with your your team, don't you? You can you can you can show off. You know that's the, that's the big thing. And about you can show it, off to your business chums and all mm-hmm. the rest of, of it. I mean, I can. think that was a point that Kieran Maguire made to you. you win the, the room, interview. I think, was the phrase he said. Win the room. You win the room. Absolutely, yeah. you know. So it's I mean, it's, it's, it was a great a great phrase, and I think it's um, you know, it, it's very very important. I mean, you know, th- there are people out there who have the kind of money. I don't know what it would t- take to. Uh, to get saints, you know, I don't, I don't know how much money it would take to to buy it, just shareholding. Um, but the key thing is he's got the majority shareholding. So although he says the club's no for sale, if you buy his shareholding, you're effectively buying the club. That's the thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the last last thing on this, Sean. I mean, we all know Jeff Brown well, and we all know what a fantastic owner he's been. The boxes he's ticked as a steward of St Johnston Football Club, but he sets up high bar. Mm-hmm. basically on the back of what he and his son have done over the last few decades and he's going to he's going to demand that or demand a new owner to show as much as he possibly can he or she in the way of credentials as they possibly can does that stick in the back of your mind and think make you think this might not happen purely for those reasons yeah, I mean that's a possibility. I would. I mean Jeff Brown. Uh, I mean, and and his other business life as well, and construction. You know, he's done a hell of a lot, and and, and made a hell of a lot of money. And uh, I don't think you achieve what you do in any field unless you've got a a strong nose for bullshit and uh, a strong <laughs> a strong. And I, and I think John, Jeff will have a strong sense of. Of, of time wasters and tire kickers and things like that and, and people whose heart is not in the right place for it because as because as you said earlier love is one of the reasons to own a football club and, and I, I think in, in, in Jeff's case that's certainly you know at least partially true um, although he would he, you know I'm not sure if he would dispute it himself but um, it's it's got to be part of it you know um, so therefore I, I, I think that there probably will be a very high bar set in terms of uh, potential new owners or investors or anything like that. What what would what would Jeff Brown accept? And, and I think he will he will fully employ that that aforementioned nose. <laughs> and uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, and I think that it, it it will probably weed out you know a, a large percentage of, of of people who might have an interest um, and probably, probably fairly has quickly. already. Probably has uh, already. And yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, but I mean, the the positive side to that is. That you know, if 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 somebody passes that test, if you like, it means that it means they're either a very a, a very sophisticated con man, or 
or they're they're the I right sort of person. Be a good what, 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 what are we call <laughs> that? We call that the sniff test or the bullshit test. Then what is it? Oh, well, <laughs> what you call it? Either one. Yeah. Right. Before we leave, Saints, Jim, on the pitch, are we getting close to the stage? I don't think we're at it yet, but are we getting close to the stage where we're going to be counting St Johnston out of the uh, the relegation battle on the back of that two one win up in Ross County? Are you getting close to that point? I, I, I mean, uh, we know now we're looking at them being a top six again, the, the way they're playing. Well, I mean, I mean they are in the top. That's 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 kind of. I mean, they will still. It is still tightly bunched, but it, actually, is it as tightly bunched as we we thought now in terms of St Johnston? They've got a twelve point gap on uh, on bottom place now. It's going to take Dundee United. It probably will take Dundee United a, a fair while to to eat into that, and you've got a gap of nine points, I believe, on the the two teams who are. In the the sharing the the sort of playoff spot, if you like, so that's that that's that's clear blue water, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, twelve points of drift to United. I don't see United kind of shutting that down very easily. Albeit they've a game, and I know they've a game in hand and all the rest of it. But you know, they're sitting there. I mean, that, that Ross County result, um, two very good goals, I have to say. Uh, sat and watched it again this morning before we you know start the podcast. Um, sitting there, you know, joint level uh, with Hearts, albeit a game a game more played. I mean, you know, it's just a it's not not a remarkable turnaround. It's just indicative, I think, of you know Callum Davidson's steady should go approach um, blending the players together you know the, the part but things that we've talked about before between the partnership with me and Clark a lot of things just gelling together so to me now um, it looks as though you know where they're headed is for a, a, a top six berth this season if and and this is the big if um, if they can keep this going because they've got I mean they've got a really tough run of fixtures coming got up starting with Celtic then Hearts um, and and you know then United and Aberdeen I mean you know on the face of it form wise you know it shouldn't be particularly tough in that third fixture for them um, Saints uh, you know had the better points total better squad by the looks of it. That's in theory. Um, it's a it's a derby game and, and all the rest of it. But but there are four really tough games, four really big games coming up. I think after that, depending on the results after that, you have a much clearer picture of how the season is uh, is going to eke out. But I mean, really, at the moment, um, the, the, you know, they, they could do be scoring a lot more. Um, probably conceding fewer as well, but you know, seventeen games in is sitting there on twenty four points. Um, it's only one point off a third uh, third top club, Aberdeen. I mean, that's that's remarkable. It's it's remarkable, and I, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't possibly think that that they look to me as though they're, they're in relegation, uh, not in relegation trouble. That's that's not the word. I mean, that that, that they're a possibility for relegation. To me, they're they've put clear blue water between themselves and and any kind of basement battle. Hell of a turnaround. Well, it's, well, yeah, it's incredible, Sean, isn't it? I mean, really? it's just, I mean, I kind of, I didn't make a huge thing of it in uh, in my sort of uh, talking points on, on Monday there, but I'm not wanting you to compare different eras and different teams and all the rest of it, but it's a, it's a heck of a strong squad they've got now, isn't it? It's it, it, depth it, pretty, it, much, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. It, Other it, than you would probably say if Nicky Clark or Stevie May got, got an injury, that's probably the one... The one area you would say with Chris Kane still out, but everywhere else, they're quite stacked. I think I'd maybe, I'd, I'd maybe. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, the central defence. There, there's good numbers there as well. But I think I would probably worry if Constantine got injured as well, and probably Mitchell too. <laughs> uh, if they both went, yeah, I think we'd be in trouble. But anyway, uh, yeah, it is remarkable, and I think the the thing for me is that they're. they're 
it, I, I thought it was interesting that Ryan McGowan said he felt there was a sort of similar vibe to uh, being on international duty with Australia, I feel like, in, in the sense that, and the way I read that is that you know, obviously, you know, you're, if you're if you're with Australia, then and then you're at a tournament, you're you're an underdog, aren't you? So it's it's nobody rates us. People think we're going to be a walkover, and that 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 gives you a certain something within your camp if you've got the right sort of people in there. Um, yeah, it, it gives you people will get that that bit between their teeth and get stuck in, and I think I'm I get the sense certainly at this point of the season now having having watched them a fair bit that this this St Johnson team is 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 has that absolutely, but it's also more it's more redolent of 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 St Johnston teams of the last decade of the last era if you like, in terms of the spirit of it, if not the way they play football. Um, but certainly uh, in terms of how they how they appear to go about games and get stuck in and fight for each other. And I, I said this right at the start of the season. In fact, Ryan McGowan was the one that I, that I pinpointed at the time. You can see that, that, that this guy cares about the outcome of matches. Um, and and that comes across in how he plays the game. It comes across in how he how he interacts with match officials during matches and things like that. And I think that sort of, in in that sense, has set a tone. And I think there are enough other good characters in that squad now that, that have really risen to that and taken it on. I think what you've got. And I think this is sorry, Sean. This is now a, on you go. Yeah. No, no. Uh, you know what? I, 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 sorry, cutting on you there. Um, uh, but uh, what strikes me about St. Johnson is. Is that there are now leaders of men in that squad, and quite, actually quite substantial numbers of them. You know, um, not not just at the back. You know, when McGowan and Constantine and all the rest of it. But, you know, up, up up front with really experienced campaigners like Clark and May as well, who who can lead from the front as well if you want. I mean, I think there are leaders right through the squad, and and in Scottish football, when you take. Celtic and Rangers out of it. The, the blunt truth is, you have a, another ten teams, all of whom can beat each other on the day. So, a, although one or two might have more ability than others, the league table will tell you that. Um, that that can be a narrowly defined thing. You know, maybe two or three, or even four players in 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 some teams like uh, maybe a Hearts or an Aberdeen who on their day are better. You know, all other things being equal than than other teams. But all it takes is a couple of them to be off for them. The other team, a Saints or whoever, a Motherwell or Ross County to be you know to hit for them that day, and and it becomes very quickly a level playing field. So I think it all comes down to organisation, um, stability at a club, but mentality at a club as well. And I think. St. Johnson have proven this, that they've got this in an absolutely bucket fools. And I think that's that's the key. They're a really, really well-run side. They're an organised side, but there's a great mentality and a great well, spirit about them. Talking about mentality and spirit, I think Dundee must be showing a fair chunk of that. The, the, the conspiracy theorists will be saying we've uh, we've taken this, we've taken our winter break to coincide with Dundee's run of run of wins <laughs> and served <laughs> at the table. But, uh, and here we come oh, back, and, and it's all going to turn, it's all going to go wrong again. But oh no, I think we need to give them. We we certainly need to give them their, their place. Sean, I'm not surprised at all. I think I think Dundee should have been in this position a good while ago, and. The way I see things going, I think I think they'll now beat air on Friday night, and I think they'll, I think they'll open up that clear blue water we were talking about. I think they'll probably I really turn hope this so. Into, I think at some maybe it's going to take a wee while, but I think it'll become a, it'll be it'll become a, yeah, they'll they'll win it by a fair few points. I think in the end, but at the moment they're they're finding rhythm, aren't they? And it's just just when they needed to, when others they're are very inconsistent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it appears to be the case that they're. Um, 
that they're finding the, the as you say the rhythm that they need to find and we've said again we've said this since the start of the season that, that what you want to see from from this what you've wanted to see from this Dundee side as 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 a team that's got the ability to go out and grab hold of this tour this season really and 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 take it by the scruff of the neck and go and, and go and win the thing and they're starting now to look like that and yeah it's taken a few months um but I mean six wins in a row in all competitions going for a seventh now. Um, that's that's the sort of form that does or can uh, lead the titles, um, especially if it's if it's not just a a kind of a little um, a little spell, if you like. If they manage to maintain some, this or anything approaching it, then you know they'll, they'll put themselves in a really really strong position. And this is the sort of thing that we've wanted to see from to them see from them from the beginning. Um, in terms of how long it's taken them to get there. I think if they if they if they reach their stated destination, all of that will be forgiven, obviously. Oh, and course. um probably already forgiven. Think, um, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh I mean to give to give Gary Boyer some 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 credit, I mean if you're if you're coming in and asking I mean there obviously there are a few additions in there who who haven't been there previously and, and there were some bold decisions made. I mean principally Sean Byrne um involving him and we've discussed that at length as well um so obviously a little bit of um uncertainty in a dressing room and and, and it takes a bit of time to bed in and, and get everybody used to what's going on and perhaps that's just the case here you know it's uh, there, there have been a few things that people have needed to get used to and and perhaps now we're looking at a dundee side that are getting used to what they've been asked to do uh, by a new manager and and it's starting to click with them um, and if that is the case, then they will be in a fantastic position to go and win the league. Uh, but this this game against there, quite obviously, is is, is massive for them, and it, it's it's a statement one, isn't it? Because if they if they can go there uh, away on a Friday night and and, and get a result uh, to make their seventh win in a row in all competitions against their United, who obviously are a, a really close competitor in that championship, then that is that is a real a real statement victory. Um, I think, and 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 a lot more people will start to look at Dundee now and think, right, well, these are these are the these are the guys. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a pivotal pivotal point in the season for them. Yeah, Jim, I mean, they were and they were air were much the better team against them uh, um, when they played on the, the telly earlier in the season as well. And that psychologically, if they if they do a number on on air, they can uh, they can really get. A, stranglehold on on this division, can't they? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I saw Gary Boyer saying, "Well, it's only only another game, and nothing be won at this stage of the season." And that's right, you know. But like, let, let, let's be blunt: if Dundee go down to Somerset Park and they win this game, particularly having been reversed three um, one uh, against an air side who have got a lot of goals, and I mean thirty eight goals they've scored uh, this season in the league. But Dundee are on Dundee are on a real high, you know. Between cup and, and league games, they've won six on the bounce. That's great for them in any anybody's book at any level. Um, I think they've got the biggest, the best, not just team, but squad in in the league by by some way. And they're hitting that kind of vein of form. And just you just want to say about St. Johnson, I think, at the moment, um, you know, their turnaround, I think, applies to Dundee as well. There's a great spirit about the place. There's a, there's a real kind of camaraderie about the place. They're, they're working very hard. And, and when they do all of that, they're now getting the results. And, and they're, you know, they're poised really, really well. I think there's a good mentality. Key players are on the boil as well, Jimmy. Yeah, that... that Sean, and that, that, that's right, you know, and, and that's the key thing. I mean, they, you know, they, they could be doing score more goals. I mean, you know, Air have scored 38, Dundee are 10 behind that, but they don't concede many. They're conceding only 20, which is the 
second best um, in that division outside of Greenock Morton, you know. So I think things, are, you know, they're running into a really sweet uh, vein of form. Six six wins in the bounce is, is, is great form, and and Gary Boyer, I think, is, is kind of is finding his feet as well. He's, he's come from English football where he spent his entire kind of career um, to a club where there are big expectations. You know, I mean, there might not be massive expectations of Dundee when they're in the Premiership, but you know, but there are massive expectations when they're in the Championship. And that is eight to win the league and get back up, and they're looking um, they're looking very good uh, for doing that. I mean, they may kind of take me to task at the weekend for my column where I said that. You know, United and Dundee both needed their talisman, like the World Cup talisman, Mbappe and Messi, to to you know take a, take the hint for the rest of the season and turn it on. And you say you're not comparing McMullen with Messi, are you? It's not McMullen's better than Messi, obviously. You know, but I mean, I think there are key men in each side, and I think for me, I mean, I, I was it's a, a bit more like of, Mbappe actually, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, I was a big fan of uh, McMullen when he was at Tannadice, and I still I still do wonder enough to say about one United like you well, he, he was, he's. Podcast of years ago, Jim. Absolutely a big fan. He's a, he's you know, he's a smashing wee player. He's got goals, he's got pace, he's got trickery, he supplies, he scores, the whole bit, you know. And I think he's he's just he's enjoying himself at Dance Park. He's a but you know, part of the kind of you know, the, the very makeup of the side and all the rest. But there's pl- there's plenty of talent round about him. You know, there, there's I mean, I think um, you know, as a side, they are they really are clicking. And I think if they can. Uh, you know, I hesitate to say yes, they will beat air, but I think if they can beat air on Friday night, at least in a huge psychological marker for them. There are goals in the team, there's pace in the team, there's dig in the team. Uh, I think they've got everything in hand there to go down air and reveal. It's one apiece, isn't it, this season between the two of them, but I think they can make it 2-1 in terms of wins. Right, Sean, I think you're, you're about to get the tough one now because St. Johnson seemed to be going in a... In a Smooth direction, and uh, the same with Dundee. I think United are the United are the ones that it's it's going to go one way or or t'other in this uh, this next few weeks, isn't it? I don't think I don't think not having a game has done them any favors there because you just it just yeah they wanted to get back out there, didn't they? They on on the weekend as for as for all weather pitches that get called off when. Oh, don't get me started on that. What, what, what is the point in having these pitches if they if they can't, with you know if they can't withstand the weather better than better than grass? I mean, it's an absolute nonsense. And listen, Livingston and Livingston and Kilmarnock should be. I, I don't understand how the SF, the SPFL can't. I mean, look at no. I mean, you've, you've started me off on a rant now, but look at Kilmarnock's away record. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they've not won a game, have they? They've not won a game away from home, and and, folk are t- and there's, there's, they're not at the bottom of the league, and it's purely because they've got a plastic pitch. You know, it's an absolute disgrace. But any, anyways, United should have been. <laughs> is he, is he answering that one himself? That, that reminds me of Mick Lynch on yeah. last week. We, uh, uh, what do you call him, uh, Richard Maidley? When he said to Maidley, "You just want to answer that yourself." <laughs> Maidley, oh no. <laughs> Oh, what a comparison, Jim. I'm not having that. Right, okay. Anyway, United could have done with playing on Saturday. They, they probably would have lost at Livingston, but there we go. What's your thoughts about this this break, Sean, and where it leaves them? Has it helped them? Has it has it hindered them? They've got two guys coming back from a World Cup, which I think is intriguing as to their motivation, as to as to where they might go next, all that sort of thing. What's, what's your thoughts with United just now? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with, with Liam Fox, really. I mean, he's spoken about it. He's, he's said, you know, we can't wait to get back out and see. I think he's described it as 
or whether it's me, but it's something akin to the fruits of their labour. You know, he's he's made a great play of saying that during this tournament, you know, they've they've done a lot of work. Actually, a piece that went in online uh, on the Courier on on uh, Tuesday morning. Poor, poor man's Tuesday. done a fine job of speaking to us for weeks with nothing happening, hasn't he? Apart from I anything know he's else, done brilliantly. But yes, uh, so in the Courier this morning, uh, Tuesday morning, and online, he's he's talking about a little a little bit opens up a little bit about the nature of the work done, but the but the. The kind of the broad strokes that he's offering, are, they, they seem to be that it's it's quite an upheaval that he's attempting to kind of to put into that squad. Um, he's talked about changing changing the things they do, both off the ball and on the ball, their shape and possession, shape out of possession. So it sounds to me like there's a pretty fundamental shift um, in an approach um, that's that's been worked on here um, during this World Cup break. So the thing for me is. We're about to find out, aren't we, with Dundee United? Um, and that, that'll be the intriguing thing. Now, absolutely, even, you know, Livingston get their points at home. They tend to. They have the time that they've, they've been back up in the Premiership. I think that's that's established that they're stronger there. And yeah, it's the pitch. And fair enough, I, I agree with you. I think it's a disgrace as well. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. And they're there. Uh, I still think it's a, it's a far, a vastly preferable game as a first game back for United and Den Hearts um, at Tanka, eh, sorry, Tanka, so at Tannadice. Um Hearts, I mean, clearly there's, there's a lot of fuss made about Hearts uh, in the in the national media for obvious reasons. They're, they're from Edinburgh. They're, you know, they could argue they're the third biggest club in Scotland. Some would argue against that. Some would say they are. Um, but certainly in terms of attendances, they are. Um so a lot of fuss made about them, and there was at the weekend. It's all about oh, they're one point off third. Well, so are St. Johnson, by the way, but uh, much less fuss about that. Um, other than from us, <laughs> so you know we'll we'll keep doing that. But obviously, a, a tricky one for 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 United, and especially off the back of what appears to be a a, a kind of a change in a, a, an approach, a, a kind of a refocusing on on how to go about winning games. So. The United at the moment are a, are a, are a really big question mark, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to find out, aren't we? And we'll find out on Christmas Eve um, initially when they when they face Hearts and how they go about that game will be interesting at the very start of it because that will tell you something about the work that's been done, um, and 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 how it goes from there. It'll just be fascinating. They're a huge question mark. I have no idea. What's going to happen with Dundee United at this point? Um, if if what Liam Fox says is, is, and I'm sure it is, with no reason to believe differently. So I'm sure there's a hell of a lot of work going on. It seems to be, and it's intent transformational. Will it work? Who knows? We'll find out very quickly. Jim, I think Behitch. I think we were all very impressed by by Behitch at the World Cup. You'd have to be. Uh, he wound up messy, which might not have been the best idea in the world. But apart- he was in the Independence Team of the Tournament, by the way. Well, I was going to say he was also. I saw. I saw a tweet from Ian Dark, you know, the commentator for BT Sport, and he he had Behitch as his left back. As I mean, I think there was a dearth of good left backs actually. Funnily enough, because they were all struggling for left back. Did you notice that on Sunday night when you're watching the games when they're doing their ITV and BBC were doing their teams of the tournament? They were all struggling to find a left back. So I can see why Behitch got a shout. So I mean, it's an incredible honour just to be mentioned and to have had such a good World Cup. You know, where where were United? What was the what were United fans thinking about Behitch towards 
the end of that first stage of the season because I remember around about the time, I know it was a while back now, but around about the time of the St Johnston game, he was getting a lot of stick and a lot of fans <laughs> weren't having him. I, I, I take it. I take it they've been they were silenced long before the the World Cup break. Anyway, were they, Jim? Well, I, I, I think you know uh, the 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 early forties you had in the first team. I think a lot of people were wondering where he'd acquired his reputation because he came with a very good reputation. But I think he's he started. To, he's a he's a very good fullback going forward, Eric. I think we saw that way. You know, a couple of runs that he made um, in Australia's campaign. Um, you you can make all sorts of not excuses, but you you can lead in all sorts of markers. You know, was it moving to a strange country? You're moving, you're you know, you're moving to a new home. A million and one things. Um, you know, football players are no different from the rest of us. The things have got to be right mentally before they're right actually in the job. You don't want to leave half your mind elsewhere when you you know it should be on the on the either the training pitch or the the pitch. But I think you know there's no doubt that he will come back from a World Cup with um, with his reputation restored, if you want, if it was if it was ever in danger. But I think that, that there's there's a wider aspect to think, and, and I think you know reading the piece that, that Sean was talking about there, um, I, I think I mean I, I always like to try and read between the lines, usually because I've not got much better to do. But I thought that. Liam Fox had said, you know, one of the things he'd said in the interview with the Courier online the other day was everything is about the team rather than individuals, and that will continue. Individuals make up the team, but the team is always far more important. Now, to me, I think there's maybe a message in there to some of the bigger names in the team that, you know, you've got to be at it all the time. You've got to be, you know, this is about the team. This is not about one or two names, big names, individuals. Um, what is good for the team will come first. Now, I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, having people like Dylan Levitt, who's been away at the World Cup, and, and BH, who's been away at the World Cup, coming back can be anything but good uh, for, for, the, for the, you know, for the team, for the squad overall. But the key thing is this, that United go into, you know... If he's there, Jim, if he's there, no, you, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Jim, but if, no, if he's there, BH, I mean... Well, well, Celt- absolutely, Celtic, Eric, got, I mean... You know, Juranovic <clears throat> has had a fantastic World yeah. Cup, and they, they know this is the time to cash in on him. Will United well, I, I, think I, the same? It's entirely possible. I mean, it's entirely possible. I wouldn't say it's probable. It's entirely possible. I mean, if United get a good, you know, United get a good bid from, it, it could be one of the shortest, uh, shortest lived kind of fullback careers at Tannadice Park. Um, because you you know, you need the money, and Mark Ogden's put a lot of money in. You've got, you'd have that classic uh, case of who who would you replace him with? Well, there, you know, there's, uh, there are players there that you could replace him with. Um, are they as good? Well, that would be up to Liam Fox to decide. But the bottom line is quite simple. <clears throat> United have got a, a, an incredibly telling period uh, coming up. Um, we, we, you know, the words that Sean has just mentioned there about possession, in possession, out of possession, structure, and to give the ball away. It's almost been like a mini close season that United have done on all of this hard work, but all will be revealed over the Christmas period as to whether or not any of this has worked. And if it hasn't worked, then United are in uh, 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 basically in, in, a, in a deep mess because they just simply cannot afford um, to, to let things slip any further than they are at the minute. I mean, they go in uh, against Hearts on Saturday, bottom of the league, you know, three points adrift to Kilmarnock, albeit there's a game in hand, we know that. Um, but really, you know, along with Kelly and Ross County, um, they're pretty much isolated down the bottom of the table. They really need to start turning things around very, very quickly indeed. Um, now, you'd like to think they'll get a lift with people like Behitch and Levitt and all the rest of it, and the big name players that they, 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 they've got at the club. I mean, I mentioned it in my column last Saturday, I think Fletcher is a huge part of all of that. But you know, we've talked so many times, and I've talked so many times about having to kind of reassess my view of this is a, a good squad on paper, it's a fine team, and all the rest of it, because the league table doesn't align. At the moment, they are where they are. So, 
you know, I mean, wh- whether BHDs or goes, whether there's any interest that appears in them, for the moment, you you know, you really can't kind of be thinking that way. You've got to think, there's a squad, they've got BH as part of it, and he's part of a squad that have got some exceptionally tough games coming up because it's Hearts on Saturday. It'll be a scrap to the death on the Wednesday and against uh, against Ross County at Tannadice. Then it's Saints who will love to put one over on United. Then Rangers and Hibs come up in quick succession, you know. So um, it, it just doesn't get any easier. Need three points off Ross County, don't you? Yeah, well, absolutely. I think so. I mean, you know, the, 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 I mean, if you can't take points off the teams around about you at the bottom, Sean, then you, you can almost kiss goodbye. So over the coming, you know, three or four, uh, you know, Saturdays and, and midweeks, we'll find out whether all the work that Liam Fox has done with the squad, that kind of close season, pre-season, winter pre-season, if you want, during the World Cup, you know, brings anything to fruition. And if it doesn't, I think if we find out quite quickly over the next three or four games, that you know, they go into these games and they come up with, you know, two points or something like that, and then I think you know that they really are um, in deep, deep trouble Um and, and none of us want that, let's be blunt, you know, I mean, nobody wants to see the local side struggling, but at the minute they are struggling and they've got to hope that all of that hard work that they've done, and I don't deny, I don't doubt because, you know, I've heard of the graft that's been going on, um, I don't doubt that there's been really, really hard work going on, but the only place it can be proven is on the pitch. Sean, the reason I, I mentioned Behage and Levitt specifically is, let's say, none of, none of United's signings in the summer signed up thinking they were signing up for a, a relegation battle, did they? they? They signed up because there was European football, there was the prospect of, you know, getting the team even higher up the league, you know, a new era, playing for Jack, you know, an established manager, Jack Ross, all the rest of it. It was There was a real feel-good factor at Tannadice. But I would imagine in the case of particularly Levitt, and Behic to an extent. I mean, Behic probably could have had his choice of a few cups. So could, so could Levitt. But I, I think the first the thing that was uppermost in their minds when they were signing their deals in the summer was basically helping their cause to get in their national squads for World Cups, wasn't it? So Levitt probably thought, I know I'm going to be playing. I'm well thought of. I'm getting a good platform. I can just keep doing what I'm doing. This will get me into the Wales squad. And it did. Didn't get my game right enough. Behitch, I'm not sure what option. I mean, you know, it's possibly a wee bit more of a gamble for him coming over to Europe. Maybe not, actually. Maybe maybe it was because of Scotland, because there's so many Aussie Scots over here. He thought that was the best place for him to to catch the eye and all the rest of it. And does it change now that that's gone? Is is the is the thing I'm 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 driving at because they certainly didn't sign up for a for a relegation battle, which none of them did. You know, if you're Behitch, are you suddenly thinking I wouldn't mind getting a move this January? Well, it really, it really comes down to a, a little bit of what we were talking about before, uh, when we were talking about St. Johnston, weren't we? We were talking about attitudes and the right sorts of players who will, under under under, you know, difficult circumstances, get the bit between their teeth and get stuck in. So it's about it's about adaptability and and whether players who have come in expecting, you know, all the good stuff that you mentioned, are able to refocus themselves. Now that the task in hand is quite clearly very different and 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 you know a lot more desperate and more pressing in some senses, so it's it's really a question of attitude. And I mean, and t- Behitch is an interesting one because I mean he has he's played it he's played at a really thoroughly decent level for most of his career in, in the top flight in Turkey, you know. Yeah. So um, he's 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 
he's, he's clearly a, a, has been a, a decent player in his career. So, I mean, I don't. Th- the one thing that I would say for him is that if what Ryan McGowan says about the mood of your average sort of Australian internationalist is anything to go by. I would imagine he probably quite fancies a scrap. And actually, from what I've seen of him in matches, um, he is quite a scrappy character. So uh, I would imagine he's 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 not one who's probably going to be averse to getting stuck in when needed. I think he's, he's probably got that within his character, you know. So um, I think he'd be all right. Levitt's a bit more of a question mark, possibly, just because, we, you know, by, by, by his very nature, we've seen a lot less of him as a footballer. Um, he's, he's still a, a very young player, so... You know his temperament is, is is a little bit more difficult to judge, and especially coming through an academy. Clearly, hasn't affected United. games this season as he did last season, no. does he? No, 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 yeah, no, no, not in the same way. No, Eric, not. I tell you, on your on your point, it could turn out to be a very profitable transfer window for United and help Mark Ogren get a good few bob back for that ten or twelve million or whatever he's he's put in. Because could you imagine if Stoke get a big big bid for Harry Suter? And the appearance money, a big bid for Harry Suter, yeah. 15% oh, no, kicking huge. in, and then yeah. a couple of million for BH. You know, um, Mark Ogren might be laughing all the way at the bank. <laughs> that was the plan all along, yeah, get United players to the World Cup, and then that's it. Forget your European football, this is the way to, this is the way to make money, yeah. No, listen, the, I mean, we, jo- we joke, but Harry Suter being sold in January would be huge for United. Huge. And then, and then they'd be building. A, are they going to build a statue for Stephen Thompson outside the, outside the stadium? <laughs> George, are you going to maybe open a wee corner shop? You know. <laughs> right. Okay. Before we wrap it up, do you give them a I chance against Hearts? Do you give them a Ooh. chance against Hearts, Jim? Um, well, yeah, they've always got a chance. Um, well, you know, I mean, the, 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 you know, I, I suppose the bottom line is quite simple, Eric. This this will be the uh, this will be the test of them if, if they can take some from Hearts. I mean, Hearts, you know, Hearts have lost six games this season. I mean, they're no, um, they're not uh, infallible by any manner of means, you know. And there have been times when they uh, when they they've looked really off the boil, but other times I mean, they've looked very very good as well. So, um, the, you know, the, 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 they're a better side. There's no doubt about that. They're sitting twenty six points. Or you know, they're, they're uh, sorry twenty twenty four points. So. They're Double United's points tally. Um, clearly, they've got a stronger, stronger squad on the on the pitch. I mean, on, on, on paper, I still think that that United squad's a good one, but they've got to start somewhere along the line, pulling results at the heart. Well, look, look what they did to Aberdeen at home. They've, you've got to be thinking yeah, that way, I mean, haven't you? You've well, got to be thinking. Is, look you know, what they did I mean, to Aberdeen I, at I, home. You know, they beat Hibs at home. That. Psychologically, it's got to be a big boost when I mean I know Levitt hasn't played, but he's been away at the World Cup. He's been mixing on that stage. Beige has been away mixing on that stage. These guys should come back about ten foot tall. That should spread right through the squad. And the other squad are sitting there thinking, "I've got you know, um, you imagine your teammates sitting watching the, the you know the fine performances that BH gave." And uh, and and you know at the World Cup and the fact that Dylan Levitt, who they're sharing a training pitch with and a dressing room with, has been at the World Cup as well. Surely that's got to lift that entire squad. You would really think so. You know, in which case, who knows? They might just pull something at the heart. I, I th- you know what? I, th- I just the Ross County one is huge, but I just think they've got got to try and take at least a point from the Hearts game just for the psychological lift it gives everyone connected yeah, sure, to the club. Just to show, just to show Sean that kind of what you were alluding to. This is different, you know. This is we're we're a different team now, you know. Just to put down a wee, a wee marker for that to think you know, the 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 pages the page has been turned. Yeah, it just set a tone early, you know, and 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 all the. I mean, 
we we can this is part of our job so it's what we do you know you can talk until you're blue in the face about about this and that and changes that are being made but i mean until you see it in action then you, you really don't know and that, that that's the point that i'm driving at earlier you know we're, we're, we're on the cusp of finding out whether whether anything's going to be different at dundee united and, and yeah it's uh it's a very very interesting time but that hearts game i mean it's 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 United at home. So, I mean, their supporters will want them, regardless of, you know, their position in the league, to, to, to show something, you know. And under the circumstances, it's 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 even more imperative to th- that they do so. So, you know, one point one point would be decent for them out of hearts, given the relative positions in the league. A win would be absolutely fantastic. Um, but for me, the one that's the, the, of the two festive, well, I suppose you could say there are three festive fixtures, really, if you include the, the St. Johnson game at New, at New Year on the 2nd of January, sorry, through in Perth. But the, the one that you would be looking at as the, right, well, we have to take three points from this one for obvious reasons as, as Ross County at home. Uh, you know, Eric, just, just to kind of... I give them a good chance point, now, I haven't seen... I, I, haven't seen Ross County again on Saturday. There, I've 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 changed my. I don't. I mean, I know they had a, they had a good wee run, but I wasn't impressed with them at all on Saturday. You know, but so I would United. I would have a bit of hope that I could beat them and 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 finish above them as well. Actually, sorry, Jim, you can finish up. No, I I think you know what I, th- I think the the United boys owe their manager um um a, a wee bit as well. I mean, Liam Fox is you know he's he's, he's had a good coaching career at kind of you know at the likes of Hearts and all the rest of it. You know, behind the behind the scenes, but you know <clears throat> at a, a different level. You know, from the kind of high profile. Um, you know, front of house man that he is now as, as, as the head coach, um, and, and I think you know they kind of they owe him a bit because he's worked hard. He's a good pro. Um, the last thing you want is, is him coming under extreme pressure, is, is losing a few games, and then you, you end up going down that route again, of saying right, we're going to change manager, try and save the season because we saw what happened when you know when Courts left and they brought in Jack Ross. It, it, you know, for, for various reasons, it turned out to be a disaster. That's the last thing you need. So you know, players, I think. Um, need to kind of really sit down, regroup here mentally, physically as well, and 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 show what they're capable of. Because you know, I'm I'm still naive and daft enough to think that, that there's a squad there that are capable of achieving much more than they have today. So I think they, they you know the other gaffer something as well. Well, I don't know if you're naive, Jim, but you're certainly daft. But anyway, that's a, that's a <laughs> finishing. Okay, Proven beyond thank you doubt, very much, beyond a reasonable doubt. And <laughs> thank you very much for listening. I hope hopefully we'll it'll not be a four week gap before we're back for the next one. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Bye bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of the Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk/slash/subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.